You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly. This is my book right here, Still Breathing. The Wisdom and Teachings of a Perfectly Flawed Man. You can pick that up on Amazon.com. BarnesandNoble.com or any other major book retailer. Also, if you love this show, support the show. Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. We do somewhere between twenty and 30,000 plays a day. Our Subscribestar has dwindled through Joe Biden's economy. And honestly, just some people didn't realize that they were unsubscribed. So if you guys love the show and you watch this show, you can support it for as little as $5 a month or as much as I think like 150 We have a bunch of different tiers on there. Whatever fits your budget, whatever you're comfortable with, or you find the uh, show to uh, be of value, just head on over to subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show and you can support the show right there. Also, if you love the show and you want to download it as a podcast, magical producer Trevor has that rocket and rolling right here at bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show bit.ly forward slash dilly show is where you can go to download the podcast version of this broadcast all right good morning happy monday july 10th 2023 what an absolutely blistering pace our president is currently setting right now in the summer of 2023 incredible stuff iowa nevada california back home on the road again in a couple of days, you will never outwork him. There isn't a campaign politician or business person right now doing what Donald J. Trump is doing. And uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's frankly incredibly impressive. Um, very excited to be with you guys today. Uh, after a great weekend for MAGA, we continue to rise in the polls. Donnie J. Trump continues to get out into the, uh, I guess, out into the public and out in front of his constituents, and he continues to win that battle. It's been pretty impressive. I got to be honest with you guys. Celebrities, uh, you name it, everybody lining up to try and get a photo with Donald J. Trump this weekend, including some of our very own Dilly 300 and Dilly Meme Team members. Uh, so it was a really great weekend. Everybody had, a, had a, I think, a really wonderful weekend for the uh, supporting the president. I mean, he was just on a, an absolute tear this weekend. And then he closed it out with a, a I think, I think, I, I couldn't be guessing, but I think he had he played a round of golf out in California and took some photos with law enforcement on the runway before getting the hell out of there. So, very cool stuff. Uh, how are you guys doing today? You guys having a good, uh, having a good week, a good Monday morning here, July 10th? My brain is like, <laughs> I am, it's a whirlwind. My life has been absolute chaos for about seven weeks. And it should start to settle down, but I always say that it never fucking does. But we'll see if it settles down a little bit. I have no idea. Uh, but it's been a great summer, a really incredible summer, a fun uh, and, and very um, high-value summer. Been with family all summer long. Both my, my son's been here. With, you know, so I had both my boys here. I had my girls here before Sophia left. Had my in-laws here and niece here. Everybody's having just a great time. I had my father-in-law here before that. And uh, everybody's been really having a good time. But all that is starting to wind down as we enter the month of July. Or actually, not even entering the month of July. We're almost halfway through this motherfucker. But uh, it's been a crazy, crazy summer. And things are only going to ramp up. It's going to get heavy. We got about, we've got about three and a half weeks left of what I would consider to be pre-campaign season. 
once August hits, it's on at a different level. It'll be a much, much different level, a different pace, and, uh, and it'll blow the doors off of even what we've been doing. But it's been really wonderful, and I've been enjoying it. And I hope you guys are having a good summer as well. I know the meme team is having a great summer, many of them taking vacations and spending time together, heading to Trump rallies, heading to Trump, uh, New Jersey, you know, Bedminster, uh, some of them hanging out at rallies with me, some of them hanging out at rallies with one another, all of them getting preferential treatment because they are the Dilly meme team and, uh, and MAGA and the and Trump team love them. So it's been a great time, but uh, I hope you guys are having a good summer as well. It's been interesting. I got a new shirt. Shout out to Nancy Whitley. I got my new, it's my like fishing shirt. So now I just need to get out and play in the water a little more. It's my new uh, deep sea fishing slash swimming Florida shirt. So we'll get out there. I got to get back down to the fucking water. I don't know. I don't know. I love miss the water already. I need to be there a couple days a week. Makes me feel a lot better. But uh, yeah, so we got a big show for you guys today. Shout out to Machiavelli Memes for his opener as well as Maga Devil Dog. Bringing the heat. I had a third one I was going to play, but I thought it would extend the opener too long. So instead, we're going to sock it right between uh, a bunch of Trump stuff. So it'll be fun. But yeah, we got the main team was on fire all weekend long. All of them hitting on all cylinders, getting special shout outs from America's mayor, uh, Mayor Rudy Giuliani, who we know. Uh, obviously, we are a big fan of his work. He's a big fan of the Dilly meme team and the show. So that's pretty cool. But I'll show you guys that a little bit later on the show. But it's going to be a big broadcast. We have a lot to recap. We don't have a lot of time to waste. All right. How are you guys doing? You guys good? Oh, got a kink in my neck. I got a kink in my neck. It's not good. <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome to the Dilly Show. My goodness, you guys. You guys have a good weekend. I was, uh, I'm like, it's been a whirlwind. Um, it has been an absolute whirlwind. For those who haven't been keeping track, the last week of May, my father-in-law and my son arrived here in Georgia for a vacation. Father-in-law stayed a little over a week, and then we sent him home. My son Phoenix stayed, obviously, all the way through till today. Between now and then, uh, we had my daughter and her boyfriend come out. She's 18 years old now. She's an adult. We went on a family, big family vacation down in Miami, which we took you guys on for a few of those days. We had them here for two weeks of playing at the house, and then we came home. And as soon as we got home, we had the South Carolina rally. In between that, we had the Georgia rally and our picture with President Trump. Then we had the South Carolina rally, which we survived because <laughs> of the heat out in South Carolina. Stay the night out there. Then we came home, and the very next day, sister-in-law and niece arrived with her boyfriend, and we had a fantastic family week. They are still here. They leave. To, they depart today as well, along with my son, Phoenix, and... Um, so we've been going nonstop from May 27th until today, July 10th. Every fucking day has been something like out of our normal realm. And I'm very proud of my wife. She has kicked ass through this entire thing. She's been an incredible hostess and, uh, and mom during this time. And we've had a lot of fun. But it's been racking up nothing but family wins, MAGA wins, and everything in between and working and it is starting to wind down a little bit. We got big things starting. We've got football season for the kids. That's right. Kanan's playing football this year, full contact. He is uh, going to be a seventh grader. So he's got his very first year of full contact football. He's going to do great. He's excited about it. We've still got a custody case from my other son on the horizon. 
We've got uh, children. Uh, let's see. We've got an adult daughter now that's going to be, she's still figuring out what she wants to do, where she wants to live, and what kind of work she's going to do. And then we've got uh, a sophomore in high school who's going to be getting her driver's license in the coming seven months. It's absolute madness. And it just really, it's just crazy how fast life goes by. It just, it, it just blazes past you. And, uh, and you try to make as much of a positive difference as you can. Uh, some days it does feel like, uh, actually every single day, it does feel like Groundhog's Day. Um, it doesn't really slow down. It doesn't slow down at all, and um, we just keep it going. We just keep it going. So uh, I hope you guys are having a good summer. Um, what's been amazing is to have so much going on with the family and so much going on in my life personally, and yet the meme team, God, I love you guys, man. You are on fire. You're getting all of the credit you deserve. You guys are out there consistently posting your incredible content, absolutely destroying the deep state narrative from the establishment uh, political class, getting regularly retweeted, promoted, um, and, and edified and, and elevated by Team Trump and other significant and, and very prominent uh, great Americans. And I'm very proud of you guys because you guys have earned every ounce of it. And uh, you keep fighting like hell. You continue to overcome adversity, censorship, so on and so forth. And so does the Daily 300. And this is another thing that's very I'm very proud of. The Daily 300 continues to show out. You guys continue to be highly active on social media, but you also continue to show up at all of the events, whether they're campaign events or whether they're volunteer events like what President Trump had in Las Vegas this uh, weekend in Nevada. And it wasn't a full Trump rally. It was a very small, intimate event, but we had several Daily 300 members in attendance for that, uh, some of which are sponsors to the show. I know Cheryl from Arcana Naturals was there. And so... We do more than just be fans of a show, and we do more than just make memes for a president. We are involved in the civics aspect of this as well, and that's something that I love. I love when you guys are hitting on all cylinders where, as a community, you're taking it upon yourselves. And you understand there's nobody else going to come save us. You know, part of, We are the online war machine for Donald J. Trump, unauthorized and unaffiliated, but still, uh, we do this out of love of country and love of the uh, president, and and we take it beyond just online, and that's one of the things that so many other, I think, shows and media people uh, don't do is they cannot compel their audience to be civic-minded and active day in and day out. And that's one of my favorite things is when you guys take the fight to the streets, literally, and you go out and you canvas and you campaign and you get involved in volunteer aspects. You learn, you're, most of you, many of you are going to be actively involved in ballot harvesting, legal ballot harvesting this upcoming election cycle. Many of you have been to Scott Pressler's seminars where he's teaching about that uh, stuff and about uh, signing up new Republicans. And I'm very proud of you guys. I think it's fantastic. The, f the fact that we are where we're at right now and August really is supposed to be the real start date for the 2024 campaign. I've said this on this broadcast, that is not something that, that's not a Nostradilly, that's not me predicting. That's fucking flat out what they told me, is they didn't know and they didn't really expect to be this, in this position, this far out. I fucking did though. I absolutely did because I know what it's gonna take to beat Biden and what it's gonna take to beat Biden is the biggest vote turnout in the history of America by a wide margin. And the reason that I knew we had to get this thing going, I mean, 
working like a fucking dog and, and the meme team's been working like a dog is we knew that the bigger the total we could get in the primary season early, the bigger that, that lead we could give President Donald J. Trump, the more likely we could pivot towards a general election much earlier. There's some other really big things happening under Donald J. Trump that didn't happen previously for Republican candidates. Four of the biggest swing states in the United States of America are now firmly, firmly red. Whether it's Florida, Iowa, Ohio, these are huge. To have those states essentially locked in this far out means that Republicans and Donald J. Trump can allocate funds to other states. Trump isn't going to lose Florida. He's not going to lose Ohio. He's not going to lose Iowa. There's not shit they can do. There was a fourth one. Hold on. Let me see what the wolf. There was a fourth one. I'm drawing a blank on what it was, but I'll check right now. One of my buddies put out a tweet about it. I was so impressed. Gavin Mario Wax put it out, and uh, he was talking about, uh, let's see, which states was he talking about? <clears throat> uh, oh, this was another one. Um, hold on. Here we go. He says, uh, the perennially close swing states of Ohio, Iowa, and Florida, okay, I had it right, are now full-blown red states, which means you can target four other states in 2024. So that's what it was. And Gavin was making the point that you could take the money that you normally would allocate for Florida, Ohio, and Iowa, and you could turn it towards Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Nevada, and Michigan. And he's absolutely right. Uh, Shout-out to Gavin Mario Wax, smart guy, New York uh, Young Republicans Club friend of mine, but yes, Nevada, Wisconsin, uh, Pennsylvania, and Michigan are all in play, and you can take the money that you normally would have had to allocate in resources for Florida and Iowa and Georgia, or uh, or uh, Ohio, rather, and you can go look at these other states and start tackling it. I want to say Georgia, but I don't trust the election system here. Um, nonetheless, it's a big deal. It's a very big deal, and we can win this election. I think we, the only way to win it, it's you either win big or you're not going to win. And I really believe that. I think you've got to win big. You've got you've to make a, a mark uh, in the election process. You've got to thump the shit out of the establishment candidate who is DeSantis in the primary. And it's already happening. That is getting, that gap is widening, okay? DeSantis is not surging in any way, shape, or form. Christina Peshaw has been told, essentially, shut the fuck up. You're taking a back seat now on the campaign trail. You fucked this up royally. It's getting worse. They're starting to cannibalize one another. That is, the super PAC is going after the official campaign for decisions it's making. And now you have legitimate infighting within Team Meatball. With that happening, the numbers are only going to continue to get worse. The Iowa numbers are getting much, much worse. The Florida numbers are much, much worse Trump is dominating, okay? You're almost through the primary, and we haven't even had a fucking primary vote yet. It will get worse. But this is what it's going to take. It's going to take Trump eviscerating the rhino Republicans once again in the 2024 primary, which he's already doing, and then it's going to take Donald J. Trump fucking absolutely blistering Biden, not winning by a million or two million or three million votes, We need a massive, massive red wave landslide, the likes of which we've never seen. And it's not going to happen from behind a computer. It's only going to happen from everybody watching this broadcast right now, getting involved and educating themselves on how to do lawful 
ballot harvesting. Once you understand that game and you understand that no one else is going to do it, it's up to you, that you're going to have to hit the streets. You're going to have to be somebody that's responsible for 10, 12, 15 fucking ballots. Once you take that upon yourself, you will absolutely win this thing. You're going to win huge, but that's what it's going to take. And if you aren't willing to do that, then you shouldn't at all expect a victory. If you're not willing to get off your ass and get involved in a very literal way that uh, on the streets with th that type of civics, then you're probably not going to win. I believe you will. I believe that the Daily 300 as well as MAGA as a whole understands what's at stake and that we cannot afford to lose this because we didn't feel like doing a couple of weekends here and there. You feel me? I believe in you. I believe in this country. I believe in Donald J. Trump and his plan and his vision for what we are working on. I'm not alone. The momentum continues to grow. You should be very excited about it. And we're having a lot of fun doing it. It's time for DJT to lay the smack down in Iowa. When I return to office, the travel ban is coming back even bigger than before and much stronger than before. We don't want people blowing up our shopping centers. We don't want people blowing up our cities. And we don't want people stealing our farms. So it's not going to happen. The United States will not be condemned to the same fate as is happening in France. And I told Macron this was going to happen when I first met him. I will also order our government to deny entry to all communists and markets. Trump was on fire, by the way. Farmers for Trump in Iowa. That's what that was. That was, again, it's not a lot of team meatball, specifically one John Cardildo, who, who's currently leading a best titties uh, contest for Team DeSantis online. I'm serious. Last I checked, we had 4,000 votes already cast for best tits in Team DeSantis. And honestly, it's not close. Cardildo has like 74% of the vote. I mean, he's burying Dana Lausch. He's burying uh, Jebba Ellis. And he's burying uh, Tony Lorraine. And, uh, and just crushing them. I mean, by far, John, Tildo, John Cardildo is runaway, 74%. His numbers on best titties look like Donald J. Trump's numbers against DeSantis for the primary. I mean, it's just, there's not a doubt in our minds. We know who has the fattest fucking boobies in all of Team DeSantis, and it's John Cardildo. So, um, yeah, he's still he's still doing his thing over there. But uh, President Trump was on fire in Iowa, and, and it was not a Trump rally. This is what people seem to not understand about what you're seeing. And it's partly because they're trying to misrepresent what's happening, right? The Iowa thing was a farmer meeting, okay? That was not a Donald Trump's, you know, uh, Save America rally, okay? That was a Iowa farmers rally specifically by the fucking farmers of Iowa. It was a limited room uh, sort of uh, seating, limited tickets. Uh, it was not a general sort of situation, okay? Then that evening, or, or rather the next day in Nevada, we had a volunteer thing for Trump people who are going to participate in Trump 2024 in Nevada. That was not, again, a Save America rally. That was literally a volunteer uh, event with less than 500 people that Donald Trump showed up to give a special speech to. So they, they had signed up, people like Cheryl from Arcana Naturals, who was there, signed up to go and uh, find out how they could be involved at a grassroots level with Trump 2024. That's what they were there for. They were for a training, okay? Donald Trump showed up as part of that event, and obviously everybody went wild, but you can't look at the numbers, even though they had a lot of people at both of these events, 
These are not Save America rallies, okay? And then he headed out to UFC in Las Vegas that evening, and that shit was bonkers, dude. Bonkers. Uh, America loves Donald Trump, and this was something to behold. Donald Trump checks into UFC 290 alongside Dana White as the Las Vegas crowd goes crazy for the former president. And this was this was something special. The images out of this thing, absolutely incredible. Uh, there, the the moment they entered. Uh, the arena, you know, the UFC announcers went bonkers themselves. Oh, we got the man. And as you might expect for International Fight Week, a lot of people are in the building, uh, but no one needs more security than the former president of the United States, obviously a really good friend of Dana White. Oh, my word. I mean, listen, he's a massive, massive fight. I mean, I just show... And that was the actual studio broadcast audio. Now let's see the raw footage. shit <laughs> are you kidding me <laughs> are you shitting me dude nobody is getting this reaction nobody nobody now there was some significant uh, entry handshakes and pictures and videos taken one of which was this one I love it. 
Trump snatched up tiny Joe Rogan's hand. Not going nowhere, Joe. Give me that thing. That's my paw. Donald Trump got a hold of Rogan's hand and was like, I'm not letting go of that hand. That hand is mine now, buddy. Oh, you don't believe me? Watch this. Look at this. Give me that. That's my fucking mitt. Give me that. All right. You guys want to learn a little something? Do you guys want to learn a little something? Do you see this? You see when your hand is all the way out like this and you're doing one of these? You guys know what that means, right? Do I have to explain it? Do you guys know what that means? When a man snatches up your paw, pulls you in, and then is talking at you, fucking boom, and you're doing one of these, and you're looking down, do you know what that means? Do I have to explain it? One more time, watch. Snatch up that paw, boom, come in. Head bob. Head bob down, bob, head down, down. Uh-huh, yeah, yep, yep, uh-huh, yeah. Rogan knows what's up. Robin, Rogan knows what's up. That was as, about as clear-cut of a fucking submissive bow down to the fucking king as you're going to get. That is, that's Rogan going, off. Oh, fuck. Now, I don't know what Trump told him. Probably, you need to stop fucking running your mouth unless you're uh, putting me on that show, which he's not. But that is, that is dominance, essentially. There is a, uh, there is a certain language that is spoken in the animal kingdom. And, uh, and everybody knows it. Now, I'm not going to go as far to call Joe Rogan a pussy because he's not. Actually, he's kind of a fucking badass who's been training for the better part of 40 years and knows martial arts uh, and is legit. He's a legitimate, actual fucking martial artist. I'd never disrespect him that way. But I think that he is far too centrist for my taste. And I don't necessarily think that he has been uh, intellectually honest at all times with his audience about Trump. But Donnie J snatched that paw up, dude. Not give it back. Yeah, that's right, buddy. It's okay. One more time. Look at this. Snatch it in. There you go. Trump leans in to talk to him. But he's keeping that paw close. Bam. Trump's a man's man. You gotta love it. That's just Trump being a man's man. Now, we'll see. Maybe they cut something. Maybe he was like, hey, get me on the show. Why are you fucking playing these games? I don't know. I don't know. But we'll see. We will see if Rogan has Trump on the show now. We'll see if he brings him in and they can have that dialogue. We'll see. It would be very good, I believe. All right. Uh, more candid videos, which you love the candid UFC videos. They're my favorite kind. <laughs> He's such a boss. Oh, so good. Entry video might be my favorite, though. I mean, this shit is wild, dude. Coming right at you. 
UFC 290 fans losing their fucking marbles. Legend. UFC fighters as they were in the ring were absolutely gobsmacked, okay? These people were gobsmacked when they realized Trump was in the front row. One of the most cool, I think my favorite moments from this entire event was, uh, I believe this guy had just upset the champion. I could be wrong, but I believe he just won his fight. He jumps up on the fucking ring. He's not even an American. He's a South African, and he realizes that Donald Trump is staring right at him. He's like a little kid. <laughs> that is so cool. He was like a little kid. That was cool. That's where you're like, wait a minute, holy shit. You got a whole, wait, oh my God. He upset the champ, right? Won the fucking belt, upset the champ. Dude, it is so funny. He's like, you know what? I wonder if I could, let's hear, let's see. Uh, I want to see if I can zoom in on that a little bit. See if I can't get us a better little better image of his face because he was so stunned. Yeah, let's try this again. <laughs> That's cool. And they were all this way with President Trump, all of them. Also, I believe this is a either this is a champ or I believe it is that uh I don't know how you say his name. Is that is his name Israel? Is that his name? He's one of the... I know he's a UFC fighter. But I can't remember if he's still the champ. I think he's still the champ, isn't he? No? Maybe? I believe this guy is still the champ. And if not, he's a, I know he's one of the uh, best fighters in the UFC. I don't know all their names and stuff. I'm not that... I'm like not that up on UFC. I know some of you guys are super into it. But... Uh, all of them wanted photos with Trump. And I know that uh, Mark Wahlberg was there as well. Right? Mark Wahlberg was there as well, wanted a photo. And uh, Mark uh, Wahlberg, as well as Mel Gibson, was there and wanting to take, he was hanging out with Trump and Roger Stone. Oh, it is, uh, it's Adonage. That's how, is that how you say his name? Adonage? He's got a weird fucking name. Dude's a badass, though. Dude's a total badass, and uh, he was excited to meet Trump. Everybody wanted to meet Trump. <laughs> this is what happens. DJT gets down there. Right, so it is champ, Israel Donizay. So I said it right. I had it right. Cool. Yeah, shout out to me for being actually correct about something and saying it right. <laughs> I love these photos. This is a really a lot of fun. You got to just take this in, man. Like I said, the champ. Oh, you gotta love it. DJT, everyone knows. Biggest cheers of the night, hands down. 
looking like a total boss. He gets in there. He gets to hang. And then you got you got plenty of these. these. These guys are good friends now. These guys are good friends. They're having their uh, photos taken, hanging out, watching fights. President Trump getting photos with all kinds of UFC fighters and other celebrities. I think a little bit. I think a lot. I think UFC is leading the way, by the way, in destroying the celebrity fear of judgment for loving Trump. They are leading the way. They're basically telling everybody, you know, we fully support this man. He's a badass. And he spent enough time with them. And it's pretty awesome to see because I do believe this will lead to other people coming out. Ah, the Nelk Boys, right? This uh, dude on the left has his podcast. I like him. He's good. And then I think I think that's his brother. I'm not sure. One of, one of these guys had a birthday, and President Trump took a picture with them. And they're friends anyway. They've interviewed him a couple times now. Guy Fieri, this fucking online fucking whatever it is. He's a cook, right? He's a chef. Chef Fieri. Not a big fan. But uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. Good show. Good show. Yeah, he was excited to see Trump. Everybody was excited to see Trump, man, if I'm honest. And then I believe this is former UFC champ. Is that Daniel Cormier? Is that who that is? I believe that is Daniel Cormier, but I could be wrong. Former champ. I think he's an announcer now. So I think he came over and wanted to say hi to Trump as well. But, uh, dude, the boss man was lit he was absolutely lit and we had a nice little comparison this weekend uh courtesy of leah memes whose meme went super mega viral everybody was sharing it because it was just a nice little mashup and it was a comparison between donald j trump and biden hanging out at the beach and just in general oh we got the man A lot of people are in the building, uh, but no one needs more security than the former president of the United States. Friend of Dana White. Oh my word, I mean, listen, he's a massive, massive fight. I mean Leah memes, you crushed that thing. Uh, dude, did anybody actually approach Biden at the beach? Did anybody actually approach Biden at the beach? I don't think, of all the footage I've seen, I don't think I saw a single video where anybody approached him, cheered him, thanked him, shook his hand, took a picture with him. Did anybody? Dude look dude moves like he's got a foot in the grave by the way. 
I mean, did you see that? That looked like a guy who's ready to punch his fucking ticket on his way out, shuffling through the sand. <laughs> Oh, go, go. where were the kids at today? We gonna go have no chewing? We gonna know where the kids? We gonna go just try to get down my where my chill. You gotta bring my sippy cup. I need my sippy cup. Heads on out there. Lays down. Nobody gave a shit. Nobody gave a shit. Dude showed up. They're like, oh, this fucking guy. He literally could have been any fucking elderly retiree from Florida. I've seen a million of those guys on the beach. You, we got pooping by the kid. Why are we going to sit over here? Don't nobody know I'm here? Who are these people? Why are you? Nobody want no picker? And also, did you see him trying to operate his fucking smartphone, hunting and pecking for a single letter? Jesus Christ. Joe just sitting there trying to figure out that fucking phone in the sun. Jesus. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Trump, on the other hand, was on fire all weekend long. If we're talking about Trump on one end of the political spectrum, you've got to talk about the guy on the other end of the political spectrum as far as success goes. Ron DeSanctimonious is desperately trying to get out of the presidential race while at the same time saving face for 2028 where he has been greatly damaged. Jeff Rowe, Ron's boss, despite having a terrible record of winning, is spending money like a wild man gone bad. Much of the money being used was raised for his gubernatorial race and transferred over illegally? because his presidential donors have largely fled due to his terrible and still failing poll numbers. Ron is just wasting time. Oh my God. This, the, the idea they would be going after this. Please clap. Oh my God, Miguelifornia, a one-man hit squad on Team Meatball and DeSantis. Yikes, dude. Fucking yikes. Absolutely getting bodied. And honestly, at this point, it's laughable what they've got going on over at his organization. He has no grassroots. His organization is run by really, really terrible people. Jeff Rowe's a fucking bad person. He's a piece of shit. And it shouldn't be any surprise that his campaign took on Jeff Rowe's personality, which honestly mirrors a lot of DeSantis's personality. Rowe is a scumbag. He is a bad guy who's always on the wrong side of every fucking candidate and issue. 
And frankly, if the one thing we can say, if, if there's one thing that Donald Trump's able to succeed at regarding the Republican Party in this primary season, I hope it is the permanent demolition of not only Ron DeSanctimonious, but also Jeff Rowe's career. Nobody should give Jeff fucking Rowe another dime as long as they live, but he's a grifter supreme, and he absolutely will continue to move from one dumb shit candidate to the next. DeSantis, is, uh, his campaign is going to end up going up in flames in a way that we've never really actually seen in American politics. It'll be worse than Cruz's career uh, as far as political presidential uh, you know, career. It could be very, very similar to Scott Walker's career, just flame out as a governor only to uh, have disappeared after that. We will see. But... Uh, there is infighting, and there was an interview done over Twitter Spaces where fucking Judas Steve Cortez went on and says this. Uh, Steve Cortez, the Ron DeSanctimonious top political... You are, you are so fucked, by the way, if Steve Cortez is your top political strategist. Thinks that Ron should get out now while the getting is still good. He also said, thank you, Steve, that Donald J. Trump is the best presidential debater ever and can't be beaten at the debate game. Well, based on that, maybe I should enter the debates. But then again, when you have a 40 to 50 point lead over the field, maybe I shouldn't. No, President Trump, you don't need to. You don't need to get into these debates. There's nothing There's nothing to debate. The, the American public isn't torn between you and the other candidates. All there is is MAGA and then a bunch of fucking loser cunt rhinos who are still holding out hope that somebody can stop you. That's it. Cortez is a little bitch who's now backtracking because he took his fucking, took the money and then immediately tanked his entire name, brand, and career. Fuck him. We'll make sure he never gets back on the Trump train. But uh, Cortez is even sounding the alarm. There is a big issue within the campaign. Even Jebba fucking Ellis is recognizing it, okay? She's going after Cortez also now. And, uh, I mean, I only got this because she has me blocked. Somebody had a screenshot. But Eric Erickson also says, I'm on a number of group chats, email lists, etc., and all of them are dealing with ongoing threads of frustration about the DeSantis campaign. The perception is setting in that something needs to be happened, but everyone has a dis different opinion on it. Uh, Jebba says, can confirm it also doesn't help when the Spocks for Never Back Down says publicly they're way behind lending to this perception. Perception is often reality. No, bitch, reality is reality. Just like you're an unlo unlovable fat tub of shit, so is Ron DeSantis losing by 25, 30, 40 points. DeSantis is getting rejected by the American public the way you get rejected every time you waddle into a fucking bar in South Beach, Okay. Nobody wants you just like they don't want DeSantis, all right? You know all about rejection and fucking failure, and this is one of those times where it didn't matter whether someone says he's winning or he's losing because at the end of the day, anybody with two fucking eyes can take a look at what he's doing and recognize he's failing, just like you are, okay, fatty? She's incredible, right? This woman... To be this fucking completely up her own ass, well, it's not helpful, Thanks, Jebba. It's not helping that the man is when your box would never back out of saying publicly. Ugh. Nobody wants you. 
Nobody wants you on their campaigns or their bedroom or as their fucking mommy. Nobody wants you, Jebba. Nowhere. 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 Fucking amazing. She's saying you're losing a fucking wet t-shirt contest right now to John Cardildo. Just remember that, hon. When it came down to it, even Anon's on a politi- political forum, or a non-political forum, rather, just a total social media forum, all agreed that one of the dudes you work alongside of has nicer breasts than you, okay? Jesus Christ, you're all full of fail. Everybody. Everybody over there. Fucking total failures. I'm serious. Despite fake news protestations, protestations to the contrary, I do better one-on-one against Ron DeSanctimonious than I do with the field of candidates, large or small. Personally, I don't think it matters. MAGA. I love when Trump just takes his shots, just throws them in there, just throws them in there. Now, what what could be the problem with DeSantis? Yes, okay, fine. He's a little bit odd. He's a little bit strange. Brandy with a B, second meme in a row. People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are unnewed when you're down. When you're strange, faces come out in the rain. When you're strange, no one remembers your name. When you're strange. There's something about you that's not connecting for whatever reason. Brandy with a B, second meme in a row. Well done. Welcome to the party, Brandy. Happy to have you, hun. Keep honing your skills. You're doing great. It's a phenomenal start to your memeing career. God. You know what? I'll be honest with you, though. Like, do, memeing team meatball is a little bit like using the T. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from what you did. I'm just saying having DeSantis there is like bowling with bumpers along the fucking sides. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're just... You're kind of just like, okay, here you go, Brandy. I just, you're just working on your cut right now. It's just like, just a nice fucking cut. You're just going to swing through, swing through. And then that fucking T is just sitting there. And he's like, ah, I mean, it's not, I mean, he's, it's not going well for the guy, dude. Even this morning, I took video of Varney and friends. Dude, over the weekend, they're calling Casey Jill DeSantis America's Karen. That is the new nickname for Casey DeSantis. I had video of it from this morning. I couldn't believe it. They were highlighting a bunch of different broadcasts over the weekend that were like, basically, she's an unlikable bitch, which Ron probably would agree. But it's so ugly, it's so bad, and it's getting worse by the fucking minute. I mean, look at this is just some, I mean, the liberals are now lifting my messaging from straight off, like straight off of Twitter, you guys, and everyone knows where the vernacular is coming from. Ron DeSantis cannot out-Trump Trump in primary, Ocasio-Cortez says. I literally am the one who put out the video two and a half months ago 
saying that DeSantis wasn't going to be able to out-Trump Trump. I went on a whole rant about it for two straight minutes. Video went around the fucking internet twice. Thousands of views, one of which apparently was Ocasio-Cortez, who agrees that, yes, he can't out-Trump Trump. Thank you, Ocasio-Cortez. Big fan of The Dilly Show, apparently. It's bad. He's getting absolutely fucking demolished. And it ain't just him. It's going bad for his his leadership as well. People within his campaign equally as retarded as himself. And uh, that's right, Javier Manjaris. I can confirm that Peshaw has been reprimanded, taking more of a back seat. Oh, no, Christina. Dilly warned you, you goofy bitch. Oh, man. Destruction. Christina Peshaw, real trouble there. I know. Thank you, Jay Scott. That was a very good... <laughs> We're mature. Yeah, Christina Peshaw taking a back seat. Mostly because Casey hates her. Uh-oh. Never good when the woman who's actually running shit hates your guts. Now you'll just fade into oblivion slowly. Oh, it's slowly. And it wasn't just it wasn't just Cortez having a bad Friday. It wasn't just Christina Peshaw having a bad Saturday. It was also this. Oh, my God. John Cardildo having the worst Sunday of anybody in America because he got absolutely fucking bodied by a chick with a dick. Oh, Caitlyn Jenner. My goodness. Emotional much? Too much estrogen? Are you transitioning? You have bigger breasts than me. Holy fucking shit, man. There are levels to this game, and when you as a man start getting absolutely decimated by a tranny on the internet, you got problems, bro. Bruce Jenner still taking home the gold in 2023 at 70 fucking three years old. Are you shitting me, man? Getting absolutely fucking destroyed. Bruce still coming up with the W's, even with the fucking titties on him now. He doesn't care. Bruce is like, I don't give a fuck. I still wake up and chose violence, man. This was like, this was just one of those things where you're like, dude. <laughs> you're, and he was like, whatever, Bruce, you're a dick. It didn't work. And not only that, it also inspired, obviously, uh, this was last night. This isn't even, uh, this isn't even as of the, I, I gotta look at this morning's totals, but best hits on team DeSantis vote and retweet. So they all have an equal chance. Jebba Ellis with 6%, Dana Lausch with 14%, Tony Lorraine with a fucking poultry 3%, John Cardillo absolutely dominating the wet t-shirt contest over on Twitter. 76%. Let me take a look and see if we have any updates to the, you know, up at this exact moment. I believe he was still in a firm, 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 almost triple D territory lead. 
Uh, let's see how the how John Cardillo is doing. He was just really you weren't gonna catch him. I mean, this was like Secretariat style titties. Oh my God, he's actually expanded the lead. He's up to seventy seven percent now. He he actually took a point off of Dana Loesch. I mean, that's a that is really that's a big win. That's a big win, and and uh, dude, I I think he's gonna. I don't think there's anybody who can stop that. You got 77%, John Cardillo. Some big-ass titties, bro. You got some big-ass titties. The public likes them, so good for you. There's something that they like. Now, many people don't realize that John Cardillo does actually have a full-time career, and it's not being a professional alcoholic. While that does seem likely, that's more mostly that's something he moonlights as, as a professional alcoholic. Actually... For those who are totally unaware, John Cardillo does actually have a public access program that he plays. And he's actually, it's only broadcast up in the, uh, up in Canada. I mean, so you're not going to see this down in the States, which is why so many of you were unaware of this show. But Not A Bot Meme sent me a clip, and I want to share it with you guys. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Have fun with this one. Funding for this program is made possible by St. Paul Public Television. And then President Trump raised his hand high above his head and said, we're going to eliminate the deep state. And then we all started cheering, USA, USA. Celebrating 30 years in public broadcasting, it's Story Toss. Oh, hi. Well, welcome to Story Time. Happy spring break or summer, whatever. <laughs> I, before I go over there and tell the story, I like to tell my own something I did, something personal. Yo, a story, a story. So my wife, it's raining outside, and I says to her, I says, why don't you like the rain like you used to? And she's like, well, you know, I like the rain. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay, here we go now. Yeah. Time for the story time is story in the wonderful world of the t Twitter, whatever. Alright. <coughs> Savvy, why don't you run upstairs and make us some CBD cookies? Come on, it's not so hard. Alright, Nikki, get up there. And the, the instructions are written on the side of the bottle. And uh, uh, Nikki, you get up there and you get me a beer and a Clamato. And uh, Nikki, you get up there and you help them. All right, so then, hey, where are you going? This one here is trouble. <laughs> So the, the, the story is uh, a time I defeated the Millie Dean team, the Dilly Mean team. And there's a, well, there's a chipmunk, and he's like the, the leader or general or, uh, he's all running around Twitter attacking me, you know? Oh, there's a wizard, and he's all saying, how, how could, who could he be up? And I'm pretty sure I blocked him. Oh. There you go. 
Thank you. Oh, tell you what. Oh, anyway, go put my car in the garage, will you? Hit, remember, one of them is the gas and the other's the brakes. One of them's the gas set. Ah, uh, he knows. That's the, uh, the uh, Twitter, t Twitter time. It, I'm running around and uh, I'm on my horse and I got my hat. Uh, I don't know. Oh, there's another one. He's, uh, he sings his songs about me. He's from California. I don't know. He's all playing his guitar, you know, and singing his songs about me. Whoop-de-doo. And they're all talking about how much I drink. Other ones, Leah and Lauren and Ramble. Uh, I don't know. And then... And, it, you know, there's, there's one is robot. I investigated all of them. The end. Oh, not a bot. <laughs> not a bot is a legend for that one. That is the story time with John Cardildo. Yeah, John Cardildo. Um, a lot of people hadn't seen that until it's in the it's in Canada. You wouldn't even know that it was broadcast until he grabbed it and was like, "Well, we got this shoe up here, and uh, he brought it down for us." I know, isn't that great? So you guys are gonna have to make sure you tag John Cardildo in that video because uh, he didn't realize we were gonna get a hold of. <laughs> That's such a fucked up video. It's so fucked up. Oh, my God. Anyway, this is fucking total failure of a human. Uh, yeah, he's just getting absolutely destroyed. Uh, he's getting absolutely destroyed. There's a chipmunk, and he's the leader. <laughs> oh, my God. The maturity around here is through the roof, by the way. And if you don't believe me, here's a, here's a William of Ockham meme that definitely uh, is, is mature. Party by myself, party by myself, with nobody else. My parties are the best, because I am the only guest. And hanging out is never fun, when you're with a group that's more than one. You wish you could come, but you cannot. I'm here alone, and I like it a lot. The fun times will never end Because I am my own best friend Party by myself I party by myself Party by myself With nobody else Oh yeah, that's uh, William of Ockham Pretty much just uh, We are not going to stop on these people They're awful, awful people And they deserve to be completely crushed And that's what's happening Donald Trump leads DeSantis by 20 among Florida Republicans. That's right. Opening up a can of whoop-ass. It was 7, then it was 15, and now it's 20 in the state of Florida. This guy is going to get crushed. FAU poll shows Trump still routes DeSantis in Florida and a partisan split on Disney World. Curiously, Trump leads appear, uh, lead appears to have dwindled. Wrong. Wrong. And uh, whew, he's killing it. He's killing it. Team DeSantis getting bodied. Ouchie time. 20-point lead. 
Still up by 17 in a two-way. DeSantis struggling to even overtake Trump in his own state. So what do you do? What do you do when Donald Trump is obviously going to be the next Republican nominee? Well, you start floating shit like this. Activists want to disqualify Trump from the ballot in key states under the 14th Amendment. They can't stop Trump. He is surging. He's killing it all across the land. And the thing is, his numbers aren't just going up, okay? They're not just going up against DeSantis. They're surging against Biden. And that's where they've really, they're freaking the fuck out because if he's already surging against Biden, what are you going to do when he actually turns his attention to Biden? We haven't even turned our attention to Biden yet. Trump on a tear. Why are you here? Let me put it very simply, Vince. I'm taller than you. I'm better looking than you. I think, I think I'm stronger than you. Magical Trevor on absolute fire. Thank you, Trev. Love that shit, dude. Fire. Told you the meme team is knocking it the fuck out of the park. What do you do? You can't stop Trump. Peshaw tried. Cardildo tried. Jebba Ellis tried. Who is going to save? Steve Cortez tried. Who among us can stop Trump? Who is going to save Team Meatball? Well, there is a businessman who resides in South Florida. His name isn't Trump. His name is Bill Mitchell. And he's now offering all of you an income opportunity. Yes, that's right. For a limited time, you can now uh, join 
Shill Mitchell over there with an income opportunity. My show, Your Voice America, is looking for sponsors. Shocked. I'm absolutely shocked. I figured you'd have way too many by now. We'd like to contract with individuals who can connect us with advertisers. We are paying generous commissions for quality referrals. That's right. The show will be doing about 50 to 100,000 plays a day, uh-huh, in multiple segments. If you're interested in helping, please DM me. Thanks, that's right. You, too, can make a little money off of Shill Mitchell and his contracting of sponsors for Your Voice America. It should be really incredible. You guys should really... <laughs> it's going to go really good, you guys. It's just... All you got to do is just head on over there. I I don't know. What do you think? I <laughs> you Listen, you guys. He's saying they pay generous commissions. So if you're looking to make some extra money, generous commissions, courtesy of Bill Mitchell. <laughs> that was just sent to me in a DM from Cat Dirt. <laughs> I literally, while while Magical Trevor's incredible meme was playing, that got sent to me via DM by Cat Dirt. And he was just losing his mind laughing. And now I can't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, dude. Oh, my God. Hey, you guys, if you, you ever wanted to make an extra 40 to $85 of work, you could just... Can you imagine vouching for that kind? Because that's what you're doing. You're like, you're going to go talk to some business owner. You're going to be like, hey, I know there's a guy on the internet that, that wants to promote stuff. And your friends are like, oh, okay, tell me about it. Like, well, he's got a big ass head. And he uh, he sometimes has a goatee, depending on what the girl's like, yeah, or boys. And uh, he's a really big DeSantis fan. And your friends are just like, okay, so like, well, I don't get it. Like, well, he's. He gets like fifty to a hundred thousand cumulative plays across multiple segments because he can't actually put together and produce a real show. So he just does clips now and he puts them out on Twitter. And ninety percent of the comments honestly are really bad, but like it's the ten ten or fifteen percent that are like kinda like they those people might buy something, maybe. So if you do like ten percent to fifteen percent of like his total, but then you take that number and you figure less than a half, maybe a tenth of a percent. So you could like almost make your money back, maybe. I don't know. It depends. Is that what you guys are do? That is amazing. Oh my god, how fucking cringe. He's not even asking for the sponsors. He's asking for people to talk to sponsors for him. That's amazing. What a fucking dork. What a dork. Meanwhile, Dilly Meme Team, this tweet from uh, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani, one of these guys got, quote, the most votes in American history, end quote, shout out to It's Really Leah, that's Leah Memes, and the entire hashtag Dilly Meme Team. <laughs> Give yourselves a round of applause. That is awesome. That is absolutely awesome. You deserve it. This is something you deserve. You deserve the attention. You deserve the, uh, uh, you know, all of the credit you're getting. 
And uh, these are legends. These are legends that are acknowledging you at this point, and you need to feel really good about that. That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's not like having Bill Mitchell shout you out. But <laughs> I'm joking. But it's pretty close, right? I mean, it's like, it's up there. I think it's still a pretty big deal. It's still a pretty big deal. As I mentioned, Trump is taking off on the polling. These are the same bullshit polls we've dealt with for years. They didn't fix them. You're just that much more passionate about Donald Trump to the point that they can't even lie about it. They're like, we keep slanting the metrics and it keeps coming up Trump, Trump, Trump. It doesn't matter what they fucking do. <laughs> and specifically, Joe Biden is getting absolutely decimated. And why wouldn't he? Donnie J this morning, the public is demanding to know the White House cocaine story. Just like I quickly provided security tapes from Mar-a-Lago on the boxes hoax, the White House secure, has security cameras far more than Mar-a-Lago, all over the place, especially the location in question. They 100% know who it is. If they don't release information, it means they destroyed the tapes and the cocaine was for use by Hunter and probably Crooked Joe in, in order to give this total disaster of a president a little life and energy. Oh, boy, my good friend Shaney Rich. If Joe Biden was here right now, what would you tell him? You would let me tell you why. Come man, get a half, bro. I ain't finna keep putting no hundred, thirty, forty-five out in my car. Hey, man, listen, Joe Biden, you a. I'm tell you like that. That's all I gotta say for you. A he ain't a full senator like Trump. Why? Because he ain't the happy dad's gang. If Joe Biden was here right now, what would you tell him? Tell him to get out of office, man. He's up. He's old. He's falling off of bikes and. It's over, man. Give it up. <laughs> I tell him. Let Trump back in office. He did better for the black culture. Trump 2024, man. If Joe Biden was here right now, what would you tell him? Wow. I would say, how did you f*** it all up, Joe? You know, because everybody was on Trump, trying to get him out the office. They worked real hard, got him out the office, got Biden in the office, and then he just dropped the ball. If Joe Biden was here right now, what would you tell him? Suck my dick. Why? He's on some bullshit. Like, you know what I'm saying? They, we People thought they had it bad with Trump, but it's like Biden is on some shit. Like, he's giving billions of dollars to other countries, but claiming we're in a recession. So it's like, who you really f with? You know what I'm saying? We voted for an American president, not a Ukraine president. It's like, where, where our money at? You know what I'm saying? I'm not hurting, though. I'm pretty good. You know what I'm saying? But as far as the regular American people, that's nine to fivers and middle class and low class, they hire in IRS agents to come after people and whatnot. That shit corny. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like... That shit, that shit bogus. If Joe Biden was here right now, what would you tell him? Who the f are you and where's Trump at? You said, who's Joe Biden? Who's Joe Biden? Where's Trump at? <laughs> Joe Biden is the president. No, no, no. I need Trump back, man. I need Trump, Trump back? Trump. Why? Trump's the guy, man. Why not? Joe Biden's too goddamn old for us, man. Look, man. So, so Trump 2024? Trump 2024. Yes, sir. If Joe Biden was here right now, what would you tell him? I'd tell him either die and stick the american flag in his because he's a traitor son of a old feeble-minded and donald trump is my why because he's the number one president out of all times from george washington on down and he don't give a and he a gangster and i want a gangster as my president and he the really ain't free kodak free kodak yeah <laughs> Thank you.
DJT. You know you love that shit. Shaney Rich, you're crushing it, bro. Keep talking to the people. Keep talking to the people. The silent majority is going to turn out this time, and the silent majority this time is going to be something you ain't never seen before. It's going to be something you've never seen before, and they can't pull for it. They can't pull for it, you guys. They can try. You can try like hell all fucking day long. You ain't going to pull those guys in that video. They're not answering your bullshit. None of those motherfuckers is taking a fucking 10 to 15 minute polling survey from anyone. Not just fake news. They're not letting anybody pull them. How do you pull them? Can you tell me how you pull anybody in that fucking video? Hanging out in South Beach. You think those guys are answering the phone like, oh yeah, let me just take this bullshit political poll. They got no fucking clue. They have no clue. This will be the greatest blind spot in American history. It's going to dwarf 2016. What they cannot measure is the actual anger of the American public. There's this gigantic fucking segment of the population that will never be polled. Ever. Ever. You're never going to fucking know that those seven, eight, nine, ten 10 gentlemen that were just interviewed are going to drag themselves across fucking glass to vote Trump in 2024. Did you notice there was no peer pressure to say something different? Remember the old 2016 videos? You might get one brother say, yeah, I'm going to vote Trump, and all of his friends shouted him down, called him a bunch of fucking names. Are you noticing in 2024 that they're all in agreement? Are you noticing the difference? Are you noticing that it's not one guy now? It's like, yeah, fuck them. Fuck him. Fuck that. Trump 2024. They're all together now. It used to be one dude in a group getting shouted down. In 2024, they're all turning out together to vote Trump because they know they're fucked if they don't. You can't pull that group of people. You cannot pull urban men. Never in a million years. You might be able to pull some urban women, but urban men, good fucking luck. No one's sitting through a goddamn polling call. None of them. You're going to have a hard time polling Gen Z. You're going to have a hard time polling urban men. They don't want to fucking have that conversation with you. They don't trust you. They're not Republicans. They're just Americans who know that their shit was way better off under Trump. You can't do it. They're never going to see it coming. No matter what they show you and tell you in the polling, they're not going to see that coming in 2024. It is going to be so fucking unpopular to defend Joe Biden by the time November of 24 rolls around. Where, where, Who the fuck is going to sink their career to go and stump for Joe the last three months of that campaign? What fucking idiot celebrity is going to stick their neck out over a year from now when we have been stuck in stagflation for two and a half fucking years of Joe Biden? Who in their right mind would do that? They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. They sold the public a better option. They were like, oh, it's better than Trump. He's racist and screwing up America. And they lied. You only get to play that card one time. You sold them Joe Biden once, and now they know definitively you ripped them fucking off. They know it. The American public knows they were all robbed blind by the Democrat Party. You're not going to be able to sell that again. Good fucking luck. Enjoy. Enjoy that one, huh? President Trump hammering the cocaine story. Where did the coke come from? 
They're trying to blame everybody but the obvious, Hunter. Everyone knows it was Hunter fucking Biden. White House cocaine was found near the Situation Room and not in the West Wing visitor entrance. Drug story changes for the second time as Secret Service now says dime bag was found in a more secure location. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Joe. Getting obliterated right now, and rightfully so. Everybody is dunking on him. They're also running this story today. This, I believe, could be cover for his dementia. Try to pretend he's still lucid. Biden, quick to anger inside White House, often yells at AIDS. Yeah, no shit. We've seen him do it. You shit my face again. Come on, get in Hawaii. Poopoo everywhere. I don't know who poopoo is. Not my poopoo. I don't know. I don't know. I will swear when my poopoo was on the seat where I sat down. It's not my poopoo. Somewhere else, the poopoo. I sat down. Who poopoo is this? I don't know. Enjoy. Good luck with that. Good luck with fucking dementia Biden smearing shit all over the fucking Oval Office and then not remembering it was him. I can't wait till he starts flinging it like a fucking animal. Lost his shit, angry as fuck, coked out of his mind, dementia setting in all the way. Flinging shit. We've all had this fucking senior in our lives at one point in time or another. We've all heard the stories, the sad, horrific tales of what dementia does to once seemingly strong individuals. Okay, bud. Okay. Let's go forward with it. Him fucking shuffling around with his little pedo pants on. Not a chance. Not a fucking chance in 2024. American public is so pissed off about this. And they're only going to get more angry because it's not going to get better. It's not improving, okay? It's getting fucking worse. You look at the geopolitical situation right now. Joe is in the UK embarrassing the fuck out of us this afternoon. Meanwhile, North Korea is warning that it may shoot down U.S. spy planes, violating airspace in potential shocking accident. Joe has fucked things up so completely, and the American public is still reeling from the effects. Still, don't forget, Joe in his stupid Bidenomics fucking speech completely fucked up mortgage rates and sent them to the highest they've been all year. That's right, mortgage rates, which had started to curb a little bit, were sent way higher after stupid fuck went and gave his speech on Bidenomics before hitting the fucking, hitting the global tour to embarrass us. There you go. Forget about buying a home in 2023. Forget it. Unless you've got something really great planned, I don't know how you're going to get around insane 7% fucking mortgage rates for prime borrowers. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. Told you it was a big weekend. It's a very big, it's a very big weekend. It's not over. Interesting story here, and there's been a lot of discussion about this. What could it mean? I don't, you know, I'm not ready to call it a Nostradilli, but it's fucking interesting. Okay, there's a certain evil man who's on his way out. 
about to punch his fucking ticket. Everyone knows it. He's made the arrangements. His kid knows it. Soros opened society foundations to gut staff 40% after the handoff to son Alex. That's right. George Soros' kid has just taken over the Open Society Foundation and immediately, immediately laid off 40% of staff. Soros himself, not in good health. Several health issues over the last 12 months, and you know, rightfully so, he's 90-some years old. His kid, 39 years old, 38 years old, Cutting staff by 40%. That's the opposite direction if you're getting ready to impact elections, by the way. If you're getting ready to impact elections, laying off 40% of your staff ain't how you do it. Now, I'm not saying he's not going to play a role and they don't have some sinister thing. I'm just going to tell you, Alex Soros couldn't be George on his fucking worst day. It takes a certain level of evil and exposure to evil to reach George Soros status. Specifically, robbing Jewish people for the Nazis and turning them in is that type of evil. Alex wasn't raised that way. He doesn't got it. He doesn't got it that way. Doesn't mean he can't fuck shit up. Doesn't mean he's not going to be a thorn in the ass of freedom. But this guy is not his dad. He's just not going to have that kind of fucking strength or respect or power. He won't. He might have the money, but he don't got that other thing. What will this mean? I do not know, but 40%, you tell me you just shit can 40% of George Soros open society, and I say that that's a good thing. Good fucking riddance. And more interesting and yet good news Got this story here for you guys. Jamie Foxx smiles and waves from a boat in his first sighting since he was hospitalized. Now, uh, the way we all understand it is that Jamie had some type of reaction to, uh, to the vaccine for a movie and that he had lost his sight as well as mobility. Obviously, if he's able to raise his hand and look in the direction of cameras, Hopefully, this is a sign that he is making some recovery. So that's cool, man. Like, you know, I'm not here to fucking wish ill harm on on a dude that, uh, you know, really has been pretty, pretty middle of the road and, and a good entertainer for a lot of years. And, uh, you know, he got high pressured into doing a movie where they required the vaccine on the set. And unfortunately for Jamie, he made the wrong choice and his body reacted poorly. This is according to reports. And uh, he's just trying to get his health back. I can't imagine, dude. This guy was like in primetime shape most of his life too. Very, very passionate gym, gym rat. And now you got like, I mean, who knows? I don't know what, how fucked up he still is, but hopefully, hopefully he makes a full recovery, but we'll see. You just never know. And a problem that may pose uh, issues in the future but not soon enough is this one. Uh-oh. <laughs> Comedian Sarah Silverman is suing, uh, suing OpenAI and Meta 
over copyright infringement, huh? That's right. Uh, she is super fucking pissed that the AI is using her voice. Now, this could be an interesting situation because obviously we are having a little fun with memes using AI and how this is ruled upon and the precedent that is set by the court will impact how AI is used in the future, specifically at a, at a like software level. Are they going to remove our ability if she wins? If, it is a, if, it, if she is victorious in a copyright case for using AI, she could go down as the Lars Ulrich of this generation. You understand? Remember fucking Metallica screwed up Napster and everybody fucking, they, they hated Metallica after that as being a establishment because they were so pissed off. And what did it do? All Lars did and all Metallica did was highlight in the inevitable, which was inter- the, the internet was going to be exchanging music files for cheap. So this could be very interesting because will she become the Lars Ulrich of 2023 with this case for copyright of her voice? I think it's going to be fascinating. It's a great eight. Look, we're not going to pretend that we don't have people who are doing legitimate advertising right now. Not There's people that are doing high-level marketing trying to figure out how to do AI voiceover work so that they can avoid paying celebrities crazy money for the AI work or for the actual voice work, rather. Very, it's, it's fascinating. It's an interesting case. It'll affect how we meme in the future, 100%. Nonetheless, it should be good. should be good. We'll see. We'll see. All right, guys, I'm done. I got to get going. I got to get to the airport with my kiddo here soon. Spend a little time with him before he takes off. So God bless you. God bless America. And God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly, and I'll be back tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. Have a wonderful Monday, you guys. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not, is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the the, uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just gonna have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.